I'm sorry, first face. Welcome, everyone, to the new TNN podcast feed. And welcome to the Concrete Man Heartbreak Kid 31st Anniversary Special. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it appears that the Concrete Man is playing some mind games. Do you want to talk about mind games, Johnny C? Well, yes, my name is Johnny C, but... You know, according to the Concrete Man Registry, the next time that we're coming in your eardrums, it should be for some mind games in your house. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. But here on the new TNN, there was a detour that absolutely could not be avoided. Now, why is that, you might say? Well, I considered presenting to you a Concrete Man Opposites Attack Special. Covering the Heartbreak Kid taking on the man they call Vader at SummerSlam 1996 Opposites Attacks taking place in Cleveland. I ain't leaving. Still breathing. What's the reason? Cleveland. I ain't leaving. Still breathing. What's the reason? Yeah, a little Mopacino for you. Uh, but anyway, where was I going with all that? Oh, yeah. The Opposites Attack Special. So, I was like, okay, you know, if I'm going to do the Opposites Attack Special, maybe I should uh, scrub through some of these Monday Night Raw episodes on a personal nature and just get informed on every little beat of the story that took place on the road to SummerSlam. But, ladies and gentlemen, right from the get-go, the night after the international incident in your house, a glorious revelation was brought upon me. For the July 22nd, 1996 episode of Monday Night Raw. What was this revelation? Well, folks, have a seat. Grab some popcorn. Maybe your favorite drink. Maybe your favorite birthday-related pastry as well. And strap in for what I previously mentioned was the Concrete Man Heartbreak Kid 31st Anniversary Special. Now, for over 50 years, we know that the World Wrestling Federation has been the revolutionary force in all of sports-based entertainment. But what I learned quickly was the information that would make me create this Concrete Man special. Because right away, after the Tornado Vortex Lightning logo of the WWF forms and we're informed of the 50 years legacy, we get some pictures of a beautiful city in this country, that being the United States of America, where I reside, probably my favorite place. I've only been there once, but boy, did it leave an impression, and I want to go back. 
Beautiful Seattle, Washington, in the shadow of Mount Rainier, known for such landmark landmarks as the Space Needle, the beautiful waters of Puget Sound, and tonight at the Key Arena, home of the Seattle Supersonics, yes, indeed, the World Wrestling Federation will present Monday Night Raw. And here they come, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're in the arena. The tag team title holders of the WWF. Here come the smoking guns being led by Sonny. This capacity crowd jam-packing the key arena. Ready for action. There's going to be plenty of it. And here comes the birthday cake. And no, I'm not so sure that's from Abdul. But it could be for the fabulous Moolah, who is celebrating a birthday. Then again, Shawn Michaels, also celebrating a birthday. Right here, tonight, Shawn and Ahmed could become the tag team champions. Down out now, So let me explain what's happened here. During Vince's soliloquy, we did cut to the arena and we saw the smoking guns arrive. Uh, the smoking guns, of course, the current tag team title holders. Keep that one in your back pocket. Um, and Sunny, in her very nice smoking guns accoutrement, is wheeling down a giant birthday cake. Okay? It's on like a little fucking wheelie cart, you know, and she's it's got a nice apron covering it, and she's just wheeling it on down. Um, I'm also blown away that we still have the Monday Night Raw sirens, just as a side note, but whatever. Now, we do get a nice shot of the cake, and it's very generic. It's just, it's covered in white icing, and it's got some balloons, like two balloons on it. And then it just says, happy birthday. It's so generic, it could be for anyone. And that's fine, I don't care. I'm not suggesting a large amount of your production budget go into having a customized cake prepared. But... I don't know. You can go that extra mile. It just lacks that WWF slash E polish is all I'm saying, okay? And that's fine. All right, yes, happy birthday. And it doesn't say for whom the birthday... <laughs> I can't... I can't... <laughs> I just these sentences, man. Like when you say it out loud as yourself, it feels so against your nature. Like... As human beings, I don't care what language you speak, like, you have, uh, there's, like, a nature to the way we communicate as a society, and it is not this way. (laughs) All right, yes, happy birthday. I can't. (laughs) All right, all right, calm down. I'm leaving this all in, by the way. (laughs) All right. All right, yes, happy birthday, and it doesn't say for whom that birthday cake is for, but there's only one individual in this arena. <laughs> there's only one individual in this arena who's having a birthday, and it's not Ahmed Johnson, because Ahmed Johnson is now coming down the aisle. It's Shawn Michaels and his tag team partner. We have two champions here tonight. We have Ahmed Johnson. We have Shawn Michaels teaming up right here tonight, live from Seattle. They could very well become the tag team title holders. <laughs> Okay, so yes, Vince starts pontificating right away as the Raw Open concludes, and Ahmed's theme, it's, it's like the boom, boom, wow, 
And Ahmed's doing his slow, stoic walk down the aisle. And that's when you get the, all right, yes, happy birthday. And it doesn't say for who the birthday cake is for. But there's only one individual in this arena who's having a birthday. And it's not Ahmed Johnson. Like, that's how he introduces Ahmed Johnson. And what a fucking assumption to make, Vince. You sure some little kidster out here isn't celebrating a birthday today? I mean, that's pretty presumptuous. And, well, Johnny C., uh, you might be corrected, you know. And to all the kids out there listening, uh, a celebration of a birthday nature, why not grab the kids, grab a couple of tickets, get some popcorn, put them in that minivan, and head to the key arena. Tickets are still available. I mean, shouldn't... Ah, forget it. Forget it. But will... The sexy powers, yes, the sexy powers become the tag, the holders, or what is it, the fucking, uh, the tag, the current tag team title holders, because Vince seems to be on that fucking, uh, run right now, that's his big, that's his big, uh, twitch right now, or his, his fucking, oh, what is it, uh, uh, his verbal tick for the evening, the tag team title holders, I don't know if they'll become the tag team title holders, Vince, they might not be because they might be too busy trying to find the remnants of the urn. Or perhaps they could be injured and transported to a local medical facility. You know, things like that. Oh, how could this celebration that's only just begun get any better? Chunka, chunka. Oh, oh, shot! Ahmed Johnson, by the way, is uh, got a broken nose. Because he's got a big thing over his nose, like a, a white strip thing. I thought he was just cosplaying as Booker T, you know, with the uh, the Breathe Right strip. But Shawn Michaels is here and to celebrate the day of a birth, nature. The concrete man reminds us that Shawn Michaels suffered defeat last night at the hands of the man he calls Vader. But that was last night and here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, full of himself, full of charisma, and yes, happy birthday, Shawn Michaels, what a birthday present. Ahmed Johnson, Shawn Michaels, winning the tag team title. That can happen right here tonight on Raw. And yes, Sean is making his entrance during this soliloquy. And when Vince says, full of himself, full of charisma, and yes, happy birthday, Shawn Michaels, he gets inspired and says, and yes, happy birthday, because we cut to a happy birthday Shawn Michaels sign in the crowd. So somebody was paying attention. How do you get this information before Wikipedia? Just putting that out there. Eh, maybe it was in the WWF fan newsletter, Johnny C, you should subscribe. Now, Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson make their way towards Sonny and the birthday cake. Here to just observe, I'm sure. Sonny's like, hey, Shawn, baby, I brought you a birthday cake. And I'm going to lead over in front of it so you're distracted. And the sexy powers are distracted by Sonny's sexy powers and oh no a double baseball slide assault by the smoking guns they're on the outside now delivering fists of six shooters and sisterly based love the sexy powers are tossed inside look at this McMahon it's a surprise party haha Billy Gunn elevates the heartbreak kid who's still in his birthday suit by the way Oh, God, get that out of your head. No, the birthday suit. He's still wearing his entrance gear. And it's his birthday, so it's his birthday suit. Uh, after Shawn Michaels is elevated and tossed behind Billy Gunn, Shawn, like a cat, lands on his feet and hits sweet gen music out of nowhere. Ahmed Johnson tosses Bart Gunn to the outside. The match is yet to start, but nonetheless, the sexy powers are clearly in control. Now, the heartbreak kid returns outside to the birthday cake. He now has control of the birthday cake cart, and he rolls the cake 
over to Sunny. Sunny, knowing that her charges, the current tag team title holders, are down and unresponsive, is fearful and is like, No, Sean, no. No, don't do this to me, Sean. HBK gets a little bit of the birthday cake frosting onto his finger. He approaches Sunny and boops, the sicky substance all over Sonny's face. Now, I don't believe this is the first time Shawn Michaels has gooped a sticky substance all over Sonny's face, and I don't believe it will be the last time either. Vince, the concrete man, doesn't doubt this as well, because he says, Could that be an omen of things to come? Eh, double entendre. Sonny is appalled by this goop. HBK dances to celebrate. Sonny lifts the cake to a vertical base. Sonny appears to be uh, sprawled out and ready to cake face the heartbreak kid instead of pie face. But oh no! Shawn Michaels' sexy power compatriot Ahmed Johnson gets control of the cake and slams it into the face of Sonny to a massive pop. Could things get any worse for the Sunster? She's now covered in delicious vanilla-based frosting and remnants of the white cake. Yes, it could, because Shawn Michaels grabs Sonny and forces a kiss upon her. Shawn Michaels the character. Because, you know, they be fucking. Sonny is completely covered in cake now. Her bosom's more visible than ever. Her thong, almost visible. Uh, she appears to be Mark Madden's wet dream, allegedly. Sonny is standing like, ugh, covered in cake frosting. Shawn Michaels goes into pose, but then immediately slides back out for another forced kiss. Now, this kiss is much more forceful and intrusive. This takes the cake! Michaels, obviously, likes the icing! Chunka, chunka, oh, oh, Shawn! Wait, the theme music is back? What about the match? Sean poses in his patented position with his face covered in frosted goo. He summons his pyrotechnics. What's going to happen here tonight on Raw? The tag team title match will resume! Actually, it wasn't even started. And we had to a commercial. And yes, Vince does correct himself by saying, actually, it wasn't even started. We're back, though, from commercial. We get a recap of all the cake-based shenanigans. But during this recap, I'm hearing a jaunty tune in my ear. It's like bum 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 charge. Uh during this video recap though, Sonny! Oh my goodness, yes, covered in cake! As we stated before, obviously Michaels likes the icing. It's a birthday, after all. Might as well have a kiss. Okay, sure, Vince. That justifies it. Meanwhile, we're back in the arena, and I've discovered the meaning of the charge theme. It's the goon! A newcomer here to the wars of sports entertainment and the World Wrestling Federation. He's in the ring, awaiting some WWF-based competition. Gorilla Monsoon joins us to confirm that the tag team title match will happen tonight in the main event. It appears Billy Gunn is currently a little disoriented, and if the guns refuse to defend later tonight, they will be stripped as the current holders of the tag team titles. The Goo's ready for competition. I'm ready for a match. So what do you got for us? Wow, that was a really, 
really bad impression of Mark Marrow's opening theme song, Roar. But, nonetheless, poor Roar performance aside, here comes the wild man, Mark Marrow! And Sable. Or, or as Fitz puts it, all right, here it comes. You want to talk about class personified. You want to talk about the WWF's knockout one-two punch. You're going to be talking about Wildman Mark Murrow and Sable. Wildman Mark Murrow last night suffered the same fate of Shawn Michaels, but against Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yay. Wildman Mark Murrow returns. Uh, Lawler, by the way, lets us know that Goon is one of the greatest hockey players in the world. Vince disagrees with this because the Rangers just hired Gretzky. And if they could have hired the goon, why didn't they? You gotta love the Monday Night Raw need for current events. Oh, holy shit! Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, joining us. Joining us as a very special guest on Color Commentary. Vince McMahon introduces the current reigning, defending, King of the Ring Award winner, Stone Cold motherfucking Steve Austin. Oh my god. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, congratulations last night for your victory. Congratulations. What I did was open up a can of whoop ass and serve it to Mark Marrow for several million people, son. And oh my goodness, Vince lets us know that Stone Cold next week you will take on The Undertaker. Stone Cold respects The Undertaker, but he doesn't fear The Undertaker like others do. Uh, you know, after I'm done with The Undertaker, I want to get in there with Ahmed Johnson, the Intercontinental title. I'm ready to take off Shawn Michaels win that Federation gold, son. Uh, of course, the only other guy worth fighting in this entire damn thing is uh, Bret Hart, but he took his ball and he went home. Oh, that's interesting. This early, we're getting this. Uh, the match begins... And the wild man, Mark Merrow, head scissors the goon right out of his skates, practically. However, the goon delivers a big clothesline from the blue line to wild man, Mark Merrow. Standing by, Jake the Snake Roberts is here via telephone. Okay, let's just cram some more into this segment. Uh, Jake last night uh, was unable to join us at the international incident, you might recall. Jake, the you've got the intercostal muscle contraction, is it? Well, is it any better? Can you breathe? No, oh, it's slow going right now, Vince. McMahon, he's all right. No, wait, that's not Stone Cold that says that. It's the king. Hold on, son. Quit stepping on my lines. McMahon, he's all right. He's got barfritis. Ha-ha! He's stiff in a different joint every night. Where are you tonight, Jake? O'Malley's or the Betty Ford Clinic? I didn't know you could tear an intercostal by throwing up all that hooch you brew at the house, son. <laughs> yes, the king fucking loses it. Uh, he lets Jake know that he's got his tag team partner with him here tonight. And he pulls out a bottle of Jim Beam. Again, they're really just stuffing too much into this live Raw broadcast. Like, I don't need to watch Wild Man and Goon. But Austin and Jake and King, like, give me just Austin. Like, that's enough. He deserves the spotlight because he fucking rules on commentary. Jake is like, well, it's going to get better. I'm kind of a fool for not taking care of my injury at the King of the Ring. You're still a fool, son. Meanwhile, back in the ring, the goon is in control, which is just weird. Austin, uh, after Jake hangs up, threatens to backhand Vince McMahon in the face if he ever cuts him off during an interview again. I like that. But the wild man, Mark Marrow, hits a big drop kick to the gooner. Wild man, Mark Marrow, who just last night had a go last night with Stone Cold Steve Austin at the International Incident. 
The wild man, Mark Merrow, flips out of a play attempt from the goon and hits the Austin lip killer pit attempt. One, two, and... No. You know, what's with this wild man thing? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, what do you mean? I mean, y'all do some stupid things here. <laughs> Touche, Austin. He continues, you know, a long time ago... You painted a school bus, red, white, and blue, and drove drove somebody around, shaking everybody's hand and kissing babies. Well, why don't you pay me a school bus? Let me go around the country, and every time somebody shows up, I'll just whip their ass. Why don't we do that, huh? <laughs> wow. I love the shade thrown in the direction of current WCW superstar Lex Luger, but I also kind of love the idea of the Austin Express. Like, Austin in a black bus, like, with a driver. And, you know, you, they just go to some rinky-dink neighborhood and they drive around and Austin's theme music plays and it's like boom 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 and then they stop and the music's like and the fucking bus door opens and Austin just walks down the steps with his head shaking like oh I'm gonna whip somebody's ass and he just punches a guy and gets back on the bus and the bus just drives away <sighs> a power slam by the wild man Mark Merrow. One, two, no. The goon is now applying a blatant chokehold in front of the eyes of the referee and then transitions into a chin lock. Can the wild man Mark Merrow survive? Well, Sable begins to pound on the mat, hoping to inspire the wild man. What's with that Sable thing, anyway, huh? What you here for? The wild man Mark Merrow fights out and counters with a head scissors. And oh no! During the head scissors, the goon drops the wild man, Mark Merrow. After, this is glorious, he drops the wild man and the goon's like, Oh shit, what am I doing? What, what, what happened? And then he's like, oh my face! He just starts to self-face trauma. It's glorious. Uh, Seattle catches wind of this, by the way, and they say, Boo! A big back body drop by the wild man. And then, a little gut kick by the wild man, Mark Merrow. An idea pops in Austin's head. And then the Mark Marrow, the Mark Marrow, I say, the wild man, Mark Marrow, delivers a high knee lift and the goon is down. Upon seeing the gooner is down and possibly out, the wild man, Mark Marrow, pounds on his chest. Oh, look at this. All of a sudden, I'm Tarzan. <laughs> the goon tosses wild man, Mark Marrow, to the outside. Yeah, look at that. It's because he's in there beating his chest like an idiot. He needs to pay attention, son. The goon on the outside creates some distance between himself and the wild man. The wild man is up against the solid steps of steel. The goon breaks into a mild sprint. The wild man, Mark Merrow, moves out of the way. And the goon cross-checks the solid steel steps. Upon review, however, it looks like the goon did indeed run over the remnants of the birthday cake, which are still at ringside. And the concrete man leaps into action. Look out! He slipped on the ice aid! Or the ice, if you would. Hey, that's ice aid, McMahon! Ha-ha! The wild man, Mark Marrow, goes to the inside. He breaks into a faster sprint and flips over the top rope with the leg assault to the goon. What a maneuver, says Vince. The goon is rolled inside. Marrow stands on the apron. He hits a buckshot leg drop for the one, two, three... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the wild man Mark Marrow is victorious, and the one-two punch of the World Wrestling Federation celebrate. But standing by right now in the back, it's the Sexy Powers. 
Shawn Michaels appears to have gotten the goop off of his face. Vince lets us know what's really important here at the Concrete Man Heartbreak Kid 31st Anniversary Special. First of all, happy birthday, Shawn Michaels! Thanks a lot, Vin Man, but I should thank Sonny even more. I know you can't get no action, but the only action you can get is from the Heartbreak Kid. But nonetheless, thanks for the cakes, if you know what I mean, Jack. Vince needs to know if the sexy powers can obtain the tag team gold tonight. HBK's like, real pops, I've had the gold before, and Ahmed Johnson wants it now. So Cowboys, your girl can't get no action. Oh wait, that's a little too Vince. Cowboys, your girls can't get no action. But believe me, you can, and you're going to get it from the heartbreak kid and Ahmed Johnson. Now, Ahmed Johnson says nothing during this interview, but upon hearing the Heartbreak Kid say, Ah, Matt Johnson, he does stick out his tongue. It's large. As we head to a commercial. But hey, before we get to a commercial, you kidsters out there, you better stop dreaming, because Stridex can make your dreams of attending a live WWF event a reality. Yeah, they just left in this commercial for the Stridex SummerSlam Slam Sweepstakes. You could win a trip to a pay-per-view, or watch a pay-per-view, or maybe even get a free t-shirt. The only thing that's interesting about this is that you can register for this contest one of two ways. You could send in a 3x5 card with all your information, or you can register on America Online on the WWF keyword. That's impressive, I will say, for a 1996 sweepstakes. But then we head to a commercial proper. We're back from commercial, and it looks like resident WWF politician Mr. Robert Bob Backlund is indeed campaigning in the crowd. Well, at least it's America. But meanwhile, in the ring, relative newcomer Freddie Joe Floyd awaits mankind. However, earlier today, Gorilla Monsoon had a clandestine meeting. Well, not so much a meeting. A meeting. Got a meeting. Not so much a meeting, but a hearing. Between himself, several World Wrestling Federation officials, and one Clarence Mason. Now, Clarence Mason apparently reps, represents an individual that is trying to gain entry forcibly into the World Wrestling Federation. We do see this man standing uh, behind Clarence Mason. We don't see who it is, though. But I'm here to tell you, it's just Crush. We don't actually see his face or his face tattoo, but... Uh, it is. It is him. You can hear Clarence Mason say things like, This man was arrested but never convicted. Thus playing up the Johnny Cochran-based vernacular. Here comes Mankind, described by the Concrete Man as the most arranged individual in the history of the World Wrestling Federation. We saw Mankind last night. Yes, it was an international incident in your house. All right. He said, in your house, out of context. And uh, that means the 31st anniversary special of a Shawn Michaels nature is valid and justified in the Concrete Man narrative. Uh, We see clips, well not clips, because you can't show clips, but you can uh, show still photos from said international incident of Mankind and the Undertaker, the shenanigans involved in the Gold Dust match, rising up through the ring, breaking the ring, and then fighting in the boiler room as well. These still photos go on for quite some time, but finally, the bell rings, and here we go with match number two. Now, Freddie Joe Floyd, Mankind, come to blows, and Vince assures all of us 
that the Boiler Room Brawl is official for SummerSlam in Cleveland. Now, right away, Freddie Joe Foy tosses Mankind to the outside, and then a takedown is issued to the deranged one. Uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, God help me, he goes up to the top rope. He jumps for like a spinning elbow, but Mankind dodges. Vince explains to all of us how this is possible. Uh, Freddie Joe Floyd, a tactician. Uh, but he's never faced an individual like Mankind, I'd say. There's never been an individual like Mankind. Freddie Joe Floyd, youngster from Bowlegs, Oklahoma. Where is he from? Bowlegs. Oh, no wonder he's wobbly. <laughs> Bowlegs, bully! That's Boxer Kangaroo King. What do you say? We'll have a Bowlegs day, bully! Freddie Joe Floyd is then rammed into the post. Will it be tonight when Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Judson make World Wrestling Federation history on Shawn Michaels' birthday? Will he have a birthday present? Will he win the tag titles? Oh, look, dropping the leg. It's true, a dropkick is delivered to Freddie Joe Floyd, in case you couldn't tell. Freddie Joe Floyd then fires up shades of Freddie Joe Floyd. Fists... <laughs> Oh, fists of bowlegs, uh, or, uh, God, you know what? Freddie Joe Floyd unloads with fists, okay? Fists of, oh no, the clothesline from the boiler room cuts him off. Yeah, that joke worked. Uh, mankind, range in almost every aspect. Uh, mankind positions FJF, which is what I'm calling him now, in the tree of woe, shades of the taskmaster. However... Mankind dives and delivers an elbow, but FJF uses abdominal power to lift up and dodge the elbow. Such athleticism on display by FJF, the current reigning defending AEW champion of the world. Uh, this abdominal power lift stretch pin and <laughs> abdominal power lift suplex and pin gets a what a maneuver from Vince. Really? What a maneuver for that? I mean, he sat up. Can you imagine if every time the Undertaker sat up, my God, the Undertaker, what a maneuver! Like, that's all he's doing. I mean, sure, it's impressive. I can't do it, but oh well. Uh, Mankind goes to the well yet again and misses yet again. FJF does a flip-flop-and-fly type maneuver that ends with an insiguri, multiple insiguris, goes up top for another big elbow. One, two, no. FJF with a manageable cradle. One, two, no. FJF goes up top again, but oh no! Mankind bounces off the ropes, FJF falls, and dick trauma is delivered. Uh, Mankind delivers the mandible claw on the top rope, slams FJF down off the top, mandible claw again. It's paralyzing! It's also over. Uh, the match, that is. Mankind is victorious. Just a reminder for all you fans out there who are going to continue on this particular journey watching Monday Night Raw... Don't forget that next week, the Wild Man, Mark Marrow, takes on the man they call Vader. Psycho Sid takes on JBL. And, of course, previously mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin battles The Undertaker. Mankind makes his exit, but as he does, Brian Effin Pillman makes his effin' entrance. Wearing a Green Day shirt, so you all better stay with us! We're back! And just for all of you out there, I want you to know Monday Night Raw is brought to you by Jonathan Majors in the U.S. Army. There's also a hyperlink for the U.S. military on uh, the WWF AOL page as well. So holy shit. WWF Raw also brought to you by Stridex, which also presents SummerSlam. 
And hey, you know, this entire evening is an anniversary-based celebration, but we haven't had any real celebration music yet. Well, don't worry, fans. Barry Horowitz is in the ring for our next encounter, which means Jave Nagila is playing throughout Seattle. Ha ba Nagila ha ba na da 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 ra pa pa pam 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 pam. I do love that song. Uh, suddenly and strangely, as Barry Horowitz is in the ring awaiting, we cut to the aisleway and we're in the gold dust widescreen vision for no reason. Because Barry Horowitz is here, ladies and gentlemen. And Hava Nagila's just playing while we're in Gold Dust Letterbox Vision. It's quite strange, and so it ends. Brian Pillman lets us know he's here to exercise his First Amendment rights and threatens Vince McMahon that he might unleash the seven words you can't say on television. Those words, of course, are shit. Piss. Fuck. Cunt. Cocksucker. Motherfucker. And tits. A little underwhelming there on the end. Okay? Shit and piss, I guess I... Oh, look, I, I mean, look, they're both bodily functions, so they're gross. You know, so you don't want to say them on TV. Fuck, cunt, cocksucker, and motherfucker are all very aggressive in terms of slang-based uh, absurdities. But tits, really? I mean, I'm not recommending you kidsters walk around yelling tits. Okay, it is more in a, a more aggressive form of boobs. Okay, boobs is very like underage, and tits is really aggressive. Now, God, boobs is really underage. Strike that for the record. I'm just saying it's very like it's very like ten like like I don't know. It sounds like something like kids would say. Like I don't know. Hit your boob, you know. But if you're a sophomore, like hey, show me them tits. Yeah, I'm the concrete man. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm not. But of course, all this does is remind me of that Green, uh, green Day, Blink-182 song, where they're like, Shit, piss, fart, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turn into one. I fucked your mom. Ow. Hey, here comes the most bizarre individual in the history of the World Wrestling Federation, the British Bulldog. Oh no, it's actually Goldust with Marlena. Vince lets us know that Goldust has been very aggressive. As of late, less theatrics, less shenanigans. He wants to become WWF Champion once again. And with that in mind, he will face the Wildman, Mark Morrow, at SummerSlam. Yes, Vince McMahon just referred to Goldust as a former WWF Champion. Uh, Vince, of course, doing commentary live at ringside. So I'm wondering, who yells in Vince's ear when he fucks up? Seriously. Now, Pillman interjects, and I, guys, I got kind of a cough, throat, nasal thing going. I don't know if I could do Pillman's voice, but he does join us with a little rhyme. Upon seeing Goldust, Pillman mentions that he wants to add Sable to his stable. And that rhymes. The Wild Man Mark Merrow joins us on a split screen. Vince wants to hear about the Wild Man Mark Merrow's thoughts on the man they call Vader next week, and also Goldust at SummerSlam. Now, I don't know if I can do a Wild Man Mark Marrow impression, but I'm going to try. <clears throat> what about Vader? Vader is the biggest cat in my jungle. And next week, right here on Raw, I promise you, jungle warfare. And it's Vader who's going to come down with a severe case of cat scratch fever. 
and gold dust. There's three things that you don't do. You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spit in the wind. And you don't mess with Sable. I'm sick and tired of you sending those sick letters and presents. You want to get my attention? Well, at SummerSlam, you got my full attention. Now, Mark Merrow is oh so very wrong about the three rules of life. One of them that he's forgotten comes to us from the, the lovely and wonderful Keith David from Men at Work when he says, You do not mess with another man's fries. But these three things plus the fries are all decent pieces of advice. But I think all three of them plus the fries are a little bit off the beaten path. And so now, courtesy of the legendary film Teen Wolf, I present to you the correct and only three rules that a person ever need live by. <clears throat> Number one, never get less than 12 hours sleep. Number two, never play cards with a guy who has the same first name as a city. Number three, never get involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now, fans, I don't mind telling you, you stick to that, and everything else is cream cheese. Back at the match, Brian Pillman lets us know that he can't wait to see Marlena and Sable go after each other's carpets! I mean, jugulars! Brian Pillman then promises not to say anything anti-Semitic against Barry Horowitz. Brian, I thank you. Goldust takes Barry Horowitz to the outside right away. Fists of bizarreness and unusual behavior. Back inside, Goldust continues to hammer away. A big soup play is nicely executed by the Golden One. Vince asks Pillman if Pillman is indeed a fan of Goldust. How could I not be? This guy's building a harem. I want to be a talent scout. Pillman then calls Seattle a quagmire of depravity and asks if he can borrow some Prozac. <laughs> oh, the 90s. Curtain call by the Golden One. One, two, three. And it's over. Gold Dust delivers a post-match pounding to the Horowitz, Horowitz One. Pillman calls Gold Dust's actions ravenous. What? He's ravenous. Okay, he's that too. It's completely unaware of what ravenous means. The master of mind games celebrates as Marlena looks on completely unamused. Does she ever smile? Ever get excited about anything? She'll smile and get excited when that three-way with Sable gets started. All right, that's enough. We, we, we apologize. Meanwhile, Sonny and the Smoking Guns are backstage to speak with all of us. Sonny has a towel. She's still cleaning up. And folks... There are no two ways about it. She absolutely looks to be covered in man juice. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, I feel like they went above and beyond to make it look like she has jizz stains all over her face and her bosoms. Nevertheless, Sonny, what's wrong? Bad hair day? Sonny yells rather sharply and loudly into my ears. She says that Ahmed Johnson and Shawn Michaels don't act like proper champions. And don't worry about Billy, he's fine. I nurse him back to health. And they're going to go out champions. Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson will not have their cake and eat it too. 
Uh, Vince is about to cut to uh, commercial or whatever, but Billy interjects and tries to cut a heel promo. He fails. Bart does the same. He fails. Stay with us, everyone. We'll be back. But first, before we can go to commercial, let's take a look at the Stridex Slam of the Week. It's just Vader hitting the Vader bomb on HBK at In Your House International Incident. Just listen to the In Your House International Incident episode for full details. We're back from commercial, and it's time for an in-ring interview segment with Vince McMahon holding the stick, Vader and Jim Cornette here to give us their thoughts. This whole segment is just to announce the main event of SummerSlam. Uh, uh, Vince is like, ah, right, uh, Mr. Cornette, what are your thoughts on what happened at the international incident? And Jim Cornette's like, well, why don't you tell me who won the match? Well, uh... Mr. Vader had a little bit of assistance. No, no, you tell me who won the match, McMahon. All right, Vader did. Cornette uses this platform to basically insinuate that Vader is the school bully that the Heartbreak Kid had when he was in grade school. He wants your shiny new football, Shawn Michaels, and it's called the WWF title, and he's going to take all the coins out of your pants. He's going to hold you upside down and give you a swirly. Uh, during this entire promo, Vader poses says, eh, eh, and makes other mouth-related noises. The interview is in and out rather quickly, though, so it is good time management here on this action-packed, character-filled live edition of Monday Night Raw. To celebrate the interview coming to a close, they play the man they call Vader's theme song, and Vader bounces off of the ropes for all of our amusement. Hey, let's cut to the SummerSlam 1996 commercial that's themed after the Olympics and has Triple H's next theme song in it. I do love the end of the commercial when Vader has the gold medal, Triple H is silver, and Goldust is the bronze, and they're on the platform, and Goldust, uh, you know, says, Hey, Triple H, happy Easter. How's your keister? And he smacks him on the butt. It's kind of funny. Back in the arena now. Chunka, chunka. Oh, oh, shoot! The sexy powers are here, and they make their entrance together. I like the brand synergy. The king is all like, "Hey, Finn, hey, McMahon! They look pretty—you look pretty scared up there when you were interviewing Vader. You looked as scared as Robert Downey Jr." <laughs> well, I think Robert Downey Jr. turned out okay, King. But I guess it is 1996. The smoking guns sprint to the ring, slide into action, and it's a Seattle Pier-based brawl right away here for the main event of Monday Night Raw. The bell rings, and it's official. Who will hold the tag team titles? Alright, so the match gets underway, and uh, Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson, like, whip the guns into one another. The smoking guns, like, jump and duck so they don't run into each other, and then Shawn and Ahmed just end up punching them and toss them together anyway. Um, the guns run to the outside to converse with Sonny and, you know, the baby faces pose and shit. Sonny here... Reminds me that she's such a great heel manager because she's trying to talk to the guns on the outside. And the ref's like, you guys need to get in the ring. And Sonny's like, referee, you tell those guys to stay away from me. Stay away from me. Now, the sexy powers aren't anywhere close to her. And I just love 
when managers yell shit that's like relevant, but not relevant because it it's not it's like only true from their point of view. Like I don't know, I just love it. And hey, speaking of love, I am somewhat sad to report that the World Wrestling Federation cameraman, probably ordered by a concrete man allegedly, love Sonny's outfit. There are absolutely a shit ton of get a good look Costanza shots in this episode. Uh, Sonny then yells at the heartbreak kid and calls him a pervert. It wasn't a dirty rotten pervert. Shades of the British Bulldog. Then Sean pops his head in between the ropes. And I rewound this like 26 times trying to catch what Sean says. He's like, hey, you got the new something, something, something tonight, baby. I'm not sure what it is, but I I would imagine he's insinuating that he's going to fuck Sonny hard and raw after the broadcast. Meanwhile, Chris Candido's in the back locker room wearing that fucking neck brace like, Oh, I'm sure happy that I got Sonny. My life is pretty good despite the fact that I'm in this neck brace. I mean, I'm Chris Candido. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, looks like things are slowing down now. A proper tag team match breaks out. And here's some of the action that we saw. Billy starts with the birthday kid, Shawn Michaels, who easily dumps Billy over the top rope. He then goes over to Ahmed Johnson and goofily touches his hands, kind of like a two-sweep, but kind of not. I thought it was a legal tag. The smoking guns retreat again to the outside for a conference. And we cut to the birthday kid, Shawn Michaels, just having himself a nice little birthday treat, taking a nap in the corner on the turnbuckle in his patented nap in the corner on the turnbuckle position. He's a showboat, no question about it. Now, this is where it's confirmed to me that the goofy hand touch between the sexy powers was celebratory in nature and not a legal tag, because Billy Gunn re-enters the ring and the birthday kid is still legal. Armbar by the birthday kid to Billy Gunn, but then an official tag is made to Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed hits his patented jumping, yelling punches and slams. My God, this man, Ahmed Johnson, the Pro River Powerhouse, the Intercontinental Champion. He is on the ride of his life here as one half of the sexy powers. And I don't think anything could possibly derail him, do you? Well, it's time for a commercial. So stay with us! We're back, though, because, you know, it's a podcast. HBK is controlling Billy Gunn in the ring. But Billy tags Bart. But the heartbreak kid is quick to tag Ahmed Johnson, the big powerhouse inside the ring. Bart distracts and takes control, immediately cut off by a clothesline from Pearl River Mining Company by Ahmed Johnson. However, Bart is back to a vertical base and stun guns Ahmed Johnson. And it looks like the smoking guns have finally gotten some breathing room. Hey, if you're in the Cleveland, Northern Ohio, Southern Michigan, or pretty much anywhere in the world area... Tickets are still available for SummerSlam at the Gun Arena. Simply call 216-241-5555. Please note, the new TNN is not responsible for any shenanigans that may arise from you calling this phone number. Void prohibited in Utah. Billy Gunn is in now, but Ahmed Johnson safely slams him and makes the tag to the birthday kid. The birthday kid is a house of fire delivering head scissors to Billy Gunn. Something seems off, and they do the head scissors spot. 
again! And it looks like, yes, something was amiss because Shawn Michaels was supposed to fall and stun gun himself over the top rope and give the guns control. So that's what they do this time. And all I'm thinking is, wait, two stun guns in one match? And then, and then, Bart comes in and stun guns Sean again. So three stun guns by the guns. Well, you know what? Fuck it. Forget about it. It's brand synergy. I approve. Uh, the birthday kid is your ping pong ball babyface in peril. Seattle, though, will not let Shawn Michaels have a bad day. And they cheer him and yell for him. But, oh no, Billy Gunn whips him hard into the corner and Sean does a massive birthday-sized flare flip over the top to the outside. Bart Gunn comes over and he's cheating and assaulting the birthday kid on the outside. Tosses him back in. Billy Gunn makes the cover. One, two, not on his birthday! Oh, it's okay. He kicked out. A standing chin lock type maneuver. Locked in now as the birthday kid fights to make a tag. The power of the birthday compels Shawn Michaels into the sexy powers corner. And a tag is made to Ahmed Dutton! But oh no, the referee didn't see it. And on his birthday, nonetheless. Stay with us! We'll be back! Yes, a second commercial. I I can't do anything about it. Luckily, though, we're back. But before we're back in the arena proper... Jim Ross is here to promote the WWF Superstar line, complete with Lex Luger, Lex Luger, Lex Luger's music. And JR's got some late breaking news that's available on option six. Will SummerSlam be the Undertaker's last match in the WWF? Oh, no, 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 it won't. We're back in the arena now. We're live. Yes! The Heartbreak Kid, or the Birthday Kid, is down. Bark Gun is down. The Birthday Kid goes to make the hot tag, but Bark Gun cuts him off. The guns then do the goddamn poetry in motion. Okay. Now, as they do the poetry in motion, Ahmed Johnson is standing on the apron and he yells something. I don't know what it is, but it really sounded like he yelled, Break yourself! Like Lope Dog from Dopey Minutes of South Central while drinking your juice in the hood? If he did, I'm impressed. A chin lock by Billy Gunn. Ahmed Johnson waits patiently in the corner. You know, Ahmed is so full of life and zest and zeal here waiting for the hot tag. Even though his nose is broken, he's ready to go. You would think it's Ahmed Johnson's birthday, for goodness sakes. HBK escapes, hits the smoking guns with a double noggin knocker, and finally makes the hot tag. The invincible Ahmed Johnson is legally tagged, and the crowd explodes. The sexy powers are at full strength. Ahmed Johnson into the ring. Fists of Bow! And Bow! This young, virile athlete in the prime of his life will surely someday live in a mansion filled with gold if this momentum keeps up. Ahmed Johnson hits the patented spine buster to Billy Gunn. He goes to bounce off the ropes, but oh no, Bart Gunn pulls down the top rope and Ahmed Johnson hilariously, and I do mean hilariously, falls over. 
The birthday kid brings Bart Gunn to the inside. Ahmed Johnson is on the outside, all alone, getting his wits about him. But wait! What's this? Oh my god! A human condom is here! This living, breathing, sentient condom kicks Ahmed Johnson right in the kidneys. And it is a sickening thud. But you know what? It's cool. I'm sure he'll be okay. But wait! That's not a human condom. Why, that's... It's gotta be... Yes! It's not a human condom at all, King! It's a gladiator built for the modern age! That's gotta be Farouk! Of course, they don't say it's Farouk. They're like, who's this guy? We don't know who he is. Now the bell rings... It is a victory for the sexy powers, but I'm sad to report it's a victory of a disqualification nature, and therefore history is not made, and the birthday's ruined! You ruined it, Farouk! You ruined Shawn Michaels' birthday 31st anniversary special! I'm gonna kick! Kick you, Farouk! Take that stupid helmet off! You look like a bitch! I'm kicking you, Farouk! Anywho, uh, the birthday kid does absolutely nothing to help his sexy power partner. In fact, I believe this is when the sexy powers explode. Because I think this is the last time they're ever associated with each other in a live basis, that is. Uh, The assault on the outside continues. It's actually quite horrifying in retrospect. Because we all know that Ahmed Johnson isn't this good of a seller. And he is completely lifeless, limp, and sellied for Farouk. Uh, Back inside the ring, the birthday kid hits the flamboyant forearm to Billy. And on the outside, poor Farouk struggles... To lift Ahmed Johnson and slam his back into the post because Ahmed Johnson just can't help him right now. And oh my god, fans, I love this fucking Farouk helmet. Because every time Farouk moves, the helmet, like the mullet part of the helmet, like flaps in the wind with every single movement. It's glorious. It's hilarious. The birthday kid eventually realizes that his sexy power comrade has fallen on the outside and goes to fight and defend him. Lots of referees and World Wrestling Federation officials come down to break everything up. We finally get a good face shot of Farouk, and his helmet is all crooked, so that's about par for the course, and I love it. The King's like, hey McMahon, who is that? He, he kind of looks, like, looks like Ron Simmons, but that can't be Ron Simmons, can it? And I'm like, you know, if you're just going to call him Ron Simmons right now, like, just call him Ron Simmons in the future. But Sonny's all like, that's right, that's my guy! And Farouk and Sonny go to leave together. Farouk spikes the camera, points directly at uh, Sonny's breast, and says, From this day forward, this kingdom is yours. Doesn't quite have the same ring to it as by any means necessary, but it's a decent start. Uh, a crazy moment as the tape glitches. It's like, and it looks like, you know, your tape looks like when you, when you rewind it to jerk off to the same scene over and over again. The fight starts up again, but we're done. Copyright 1996. Whoa! I mean, quite an eventful episode of Monday Night Raw here, which encapsulates the Concrete Man HBK 31st Anniversary Special. But if you want a more serious analysis... Um, you should listen to uh, Monday Night Wars on the Place to Be Nation or Place to Be Nation on the North South Connection Podcast Network because they've already covered this episode. But it did have a good tempo. It was super easy to watch and and fun because this this area this era is very nostalgic for me. 
but they really crammed in a lot of superstars per segment. Like the superstar, the, the SPS average is off the chains, Cole. The superstar per segment average, that is. I mean, it can't just be a match between Wild Man and the Goon. It's also Stone Cold on commentary and Jake the Snake calling in and announcing a match for SummerSlam at the same time. Like, they made good use of their time. The frenetic pace, though, unfortunately, isn't because they're trying to create, like, action-packed entertainment. It's more because this is the only week they're live for the next four weeks, and we gotta fucking make it feel spontaneous and live while we can. You know, they stacked the card for next week. You know, the live the, we didn't get to see Psycho Sid live tonight. We have to tune in next week to see him. Uh, you know, so they announced three matches, which sound decent enough, I suppose. Um, but it was just, it was a fun, nostalgic trip. And, you know, it, it was fun to see Sean and Sonny play together on his birthday, because you know, you know, this night, in, they were sleepless in Seattle, baby. I mean, I don't... Well, I'd like, yeah, 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 I'd like to know what happened to them, but you know, you just gotta know something fucking insane happened. Like, Sonny did shit that Sean always wanted to do that no one else would do, and the whole time Candido's sitting in the corner with that neck brace on like, Oh, Tammy, why don't you do that to Chris Candido? Because that's me, I'm Chris Candido. Oh, uh, uh, Tammy, no, that's a, that's not Chris Candido fucking you. The lights are turned off. If I turn the lights on, you'll see it's not Chris Candido. I know, Chris Candido. You just sit in the corner. Oh, Tammy, my neck hurts. All right, that's enough Chris Candido shaming. That poor guy's dead. But what is not dead is the new TNN podcast feed. Make sure you subscribe to it so you get notified when new content drops. And hey... Just a little note about new TNN content. We recently launched a brand new program, Centaur Man, where, let's see, how can I go about saying this without defaming an actual living person? Uh, The patriarch of a historic Canadian wrestling family joins us to discuss famous matches from his family's history eventually Uh, because 90% of it is this guy's insane ramblings about life in the world of professional wrestling and about 10% of it is talking about the matches Uh, we also uh, got a look at classified documents in the interview conducted uh, by CNBC Endeavor Vince McMahon Ari Gold it's a hoot but lots of fun stuff to check out here on the new TNN uh, write a review, subscribe, leave shit, laugh your ass off. It's all good. I'm Johnny C, and a winner is you. And happy birthday, oh my God!